Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Hey everyone, welcome back to the last episode of season one. I can't believe that I have been doing this for a year, actually over a year because I took that two week break over the holidays, but still there's 52 weeks in a year. So I figured episode 52 should be the final one of season one. I looked it up and it doesn't warrant having an explicit tag for this episode, but just a heads up, I will probably use the S word a handful of times today. So if you're listening within earshot of anyone who shouldn't or would prefer not to hear that, just go ahead and hit pause and save this for another time. I'm going to step a little bit out of coaching mode today. As a general rule, a good coach rejects the idea that they know what anyone else should or shouldn't do. It's not our job to tell you what we think you should do. Our job is to show you what you're creating for yourself and let you decide whether you like it or not, and if you don't, help you figure out how you can create change. But this is one of those topics that I have to admit, I really do think I know what you should do, in general terms, that is. But I'm going to preface all of this by stating that I know that not everyone will get the same results or have the same experience when taking the same approach. Just like about everything we discuss here, I'm offering options and the rationale behind them. If they don't work for you, it's no problem. If the way you're currently doing things is working for you, keep going. But if not, I'm pretty sure you'll find this useful. So I was thinking about this topic because the other weekend I had one of those weekends where I just got a ton of stuff done. I wasn't on call at all, I didn't have any social plans, and I didn't really have many other obligations to deal with. I made myself a huge to-do list Friday morning and kept adding to it all weekend, and by Sunday night, I had crossed off every single item. I had plenty of R&R scheduled in. It wasn't just drudgery all weekend. For pretty much every big task I accomplished, I gave myself either half an hour or an hour of relaxing time. And to show you just how much relaxing time there was, I finished one knitting project, started and finished a second one, and started a third. Considering that most of my projects take me somewhere from half a week to a full week to complete, this shows you just how much downtime I gave myself. I really didn't feel like I was pushing myself too hard other than during the six-mile run that I did. And yet, objectively, I accomplished a ton. It was glorious. But throughout the weekend, there were a handful of things on the list that I just didn't want to do. Now, I'm fortunate enough to be at a place in my personal and professional development where I don't encounter that feeling too often in regards to workplace tasks, though it definitely happens from time to time. Just to get us warmed up on the topic, I'm going to run through a couple of those tasks I had on my list during that weekend that I just didn't want to do. We're going to use them as examples for how to break down a task you don't feel like doing and move past it to get it done. And then we'll circle back later and bring it back to the workplace so we can apply it to your struggles if you have them. Okay, so the first thing that I just didn't want to do was put the new registration sticker on my license plate. This was something I'd been putting off for weeks. Now, before you roll your eyes, keep in mind that I live in the Midwest and it's February and it had been raining for days at a time. 
even so, it, it just seems like such a silly thing to dread doing. And yet, I had seriously been putting it off for weeks. The sticker was supposed to go on in January, so I really could not put it off any longer. It was for a car that we don't use often, but still, it just it needed to get done. So I decided this is happening today. And instead of just using willpower to push my way through it, I decided to be curious and figure out exactly why I didn't want to do it. As I thought it through, here is the list of reasons I came up with. I don't want to be outside in the cold, especially the rain. I'd have to wipe down and dry off the old stickers so the new one would stick, which means making sure I had the right variety of wet and dry towels available. Otherwise, I'd be making trips in and out of the house, which I also didn't want to do. And that also meant having wet hands outside in the cold, which I didn't want to do. And I might have to bring a razor or a box cutter and scrape off old stickers because if the edges of them are all peely, then the new one can't stick. And so then I'd have to find one of those. And that felt annoying. I think those were the main things. And they're all pretty obvious things, but I just hadn't articulated them to myself until then. I just had this vague, I don't want to. So here's the great thing about being curious instead of just trying to force yourself to do something. Once I had those reasons out in the open, as you can imagine, it was no problem at all to come up with some logical solutions. I picked a nice sunny day. I gathered up any and all supplies that I might need ahead of time. I went out and I got it done. I think the whole thing took me less than five minutes, and of those five minutes, maybe one was actually unpleasant. Well, I can handle a minute of unpleasant. Easy. And then it felt so good to have it over with. The other thing on the list that I really didn't want to do was go out in the yard and pick up dog poop. I mean, does anyone ever want to do this? But again, the reason I didn't want to was pretty vague. Just sort of, oh, that's such a pain. If you go through the same exercise, it breaks down to things like, I'll have to smell it. I'll have to be out in the cold. My back will hurt from all the bending over. If I accidentally use a bag with a hole in it, I might get it on my hands. And of course, oh, there's so much of it. Now, one might argue that these are a lot more compelling than the reasons behind not wanting to do the car sticker, but still... There are completely logical solutions for each of them. For I'll have to smell it, (laughs) girl, you encounter way smellier things at work and you don't even flinch. And that's indoors, sometimes in a tiny exam room. This is outdoors and it's breezy. There's no comparison. For I'll be out in the cold, well, again, it was a nice sunny day, so nice try, but no. For my back will hurt, Well, duh, just use your body mechanics properly like you tell patients to do all the time. And what if there's a hole in the bag? Well, how about just check all your bags carefully ahead of time? (laughs) It was all so simple and just so easy to shine a light on the fact that the reasons I had in my head, which really and truly made me feel dread about the tasks, were just silly. And I'm not saying that to chide myself. I do get it. There's nothing wrong with having those thoughts, but it's also not necessary to be beholden to them just because they happen to be the first thoughts that popped up. I hope that right about now you're all kind of a little amused by this because I certainly was. I'm guessing that many of you are also thinking about similar tasks that you've had to do, 
that you've built up in your head as being terrible and maybe thinking through how that might not be 100% accurate. But anyway, now it's time to bring this back to the workplace. The longer I have been an empty inbox person, the more strongly I'm convinced that this is the way to go. My own personal experience is that my mental well-being on work days is strongly correlated with how empty or full my inbox is. When it's full, it just feels like there's so much to do. It feels overwhelming. It takes so long to get oriented to everything. It takes a long time to find anything I'm looking for. It's just so much clutter. When it's empty, or nearly so, I feel peaceful, I feel organized, I feel accomplished, and I feel like I have plenty of bandwidth to deal with whatever's coming. And I know it's not just me. Anecdotally, I have seen very strong trends that folks who deal with minor tasks promptly seem far less stressed and overwhelmed than those who put them off. Just look at all the books and courses out there about productivity and efficiency you're going to find a heavy emphasis on just getting things done promptly. Now, I'm not a 100% Ohio person that only handle it once, but I use this probably about 80% of the time. And along similar lines, I really embrace the two-minute rule. So this comes from David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done. Full disclosure, I have never read this book. It's just a strategy I created for myself that I've used for years, and I only recently found out it was a real thing. So the rule is, if a task will take you less than two minutes, you do it now. No delay. The funny thing is, in my mind, I've always thought of this as just get your shit done. And it turns out that this is a highly acclaimed book and a slightly more polite title. Okay, so here's a list, and it's by no means exhaustive, but some workplace things that folks absolutely can get done in two minutes or less, but that seem to be a hang-up for many. Disposition everything in your physical mailbox at work. The home mailbox might be a little different. Close a chart for an uncomplicated office visit especially for routine and predictable things like wellness visits, post-op checks, prenatal care. Write your op note for an uncomplicated surgery or procedure. Submit your billing for those surgeries and procedures. Co-sign all of the knee-jerk things, the admit orders, anything that staff are entering for you per protocol, things that don't require any medical decision-making from you. Many EMRs have a function where you can select all and sign them with a single click. Clear out the nonsense noise in your email or EMR inbox, by which I mean things like junk mail, things that you clearly don't have to answer, notifications, things that just require no input from you at all. And again, that is by no means an exhaustive list. It's just a short list to give you the basic idea. Some of those might seem straightforward and doable to you, and some might sound improbable or impossible, but I promise you there are plenty of docs who are practicing excellent medicine and doing all of these things and more. And most of them are not doing it at the expense of accurate documentation or at the expense of face-to-face time with their patients. In fact, just the opposite. They're spending just as much time with their patients 
But because they just get their shit done, they go home with few, if any, unfinished tasks. So what's the difference between the docs who do this and the docs who don't? Well, say it along with me, it's because of how they're thinking. It's not because they're faster typists. It's not because they know more efficiency tricks. Yes, those things help, but the number one reason is because of how they think. Someone who struggles with getting charts done is often thinking something like one of these. It's not possible to document well and do it quickly. Good documentation has to take a long time. Or, this is going to take forever. I better leave it for later so I don't get too far behind. Or, this is going to take a long time. I don't have the energy for this right now. The doc who gets their charts closed is thinking something like, my documentation will be the most accurate if I do it now, so I'm just going to do that. Or, I can engage better with my next patient when I'm not still thinking about the last one. Or, I'm determined to learn and use efficiency skills so I can work smarter. The doc who has a large backlog of unfinished simple tasks is thinking things like, I don't have time for this nonsense now. This is all low priority. It's just going to have to wait. And this is a mountain of useless work. It's a waste of my time. I can't handle this right now. Whereas the doc who gets things like this done right away thinks things like, two clicks and this will be out of sight, out of mind, done. And sometimes even something like, ha, ah, I just made my inbox shrink to a quarter of what it was two minutes ago. That's amazing. This is where it all starts. There have to be thoughts that believe efficiency is possible and desirable for there to be actions that will accomplish it. Now, to be clear, there can be a little bit of chicken and egg going on. It's not necessarily that someone's backlog of unfinished work is making them feel burned out. Sometimes burnout has made someone so unwell that they're just unable to keep up with simple tasks. And likewise, the goal here isn't to place blame, it's to empower. Once you know that all you have to do to be someone who gets their shit done is just change how you think, well, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> this is a process, but I promise it is possible. I've seen docs who were certain that they just don't have the skills to be efficient make an almost complete transformation. The hard part isn't learning the efficiency skills or changing habits. The hard part is adopting the beliefs that make it happen. And guess what? If you want help working on those beliefs, I'm here for you. You know where to find me. Have a great week, everyone. Get out there and go get your shit done. Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.